Welcome to Simple Truth, the teaching ministry of Pastor Eddie Turner and Family Worship Center in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Through the practical and simple explanation of God's Word, Pastor Eddie has taught the Word of God to thousands of people around the world. The following message is from a recent service at Family Worship Center in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Let's join Pastor Eddie as he shares simple truths from God's Word. Brothers, you sons of Abraham, and also you God-fearing Gentiles, that's us. This message of salvation has been sent to us, aren't you glad? The people in Jerusalem and their leaders do not recognize Jesus as the one the prophets had spoken about. Instead, they condemned him, and doing this, they fulfilled the prophets' words that are read every Sabbath. They found no legal reason to execute him. But they asked Pilate to have him killed anyway. When they had done all that the prophecies said about him, they took him down from the cross and placed him in a tomb. But God raised him from the dead. And over a period of many days, he appeared to those who had gone with him from Galilee to Jerusalem. They are now his witnesses to the people of Israel. And now we are here to bring you this good news. The promise was made to our ancestors, and God has now fulfilled it for us, their descendants, by raising Jesus. This is what the second psalm said about Jesus. You are my son. Today I've become your father. For God had promised to raise him from the dead, not leaving him to rot in the grave. He said, I will give you the sacred blessing I promised to David. Another psalm explains it more fully. You will not allow your Holy One to rot in the grave. This is not a reference to David, for after David had done the will of God in his own generation, he died and was buried with his ancestors and his body decayed. No, it was a reference to someone else. Someone whom God raised and whose body did not decay. Brothers, listen. We are here to proclaim... That through this man, Jesus, there is forgiveness for your sins. Everyone who believes in him is made right in God's sight. Something the law of Moses could never do. We are thankful for each one of you who have joined us today to help us celebrate Easter. Easter is for all. It's for everybody. Although this day, Easter Sunday, is recognized as the, most, as the most holy day on the Christian calendar, the celebration of the resurrection of Jesus raised from the dead is not just for Christians. And it's just, not just for a particular church group. The resurrection of Jesus is a moment to be celebrated by all mankind, regardless of ethnicity, nationality, geographical location, socioeconomic status, religious or cultural leanings. Easter is a Sunday of celebration. And that's what we're doing today. But it's far more than a celebration or of a historical event or just a historical person. We do that all the time in America. In fact, the second Sunday in October in the United States and other countries of the Americas, we celebrate what is referred to as Columbus Day. 
Columbus Day is the official celebration of the anniversary of the arrival of Christopher Columbus to the Americas on October the 12th, 1492. Though none of us in this room have ever met Christopher Columbus, maybe a couple of you, (laughs) we sure enjoy getting a day off to celebrate his arrival somewhere in the Americas. Now, do you know not every, con- not every state in the United States celebrates Columbus Day? South Dakota refuses to recognize that day in honor of Christopher Columbus. Instead, they celebrate what is referred to as Native American Day. Hawaii refused us to recognize and celebrate Columbus Day. They said Christopher never showed up over there. So they celebrate Discoverer's Day to honor the Polynesian discoverers who landed on their islands for the first time. The city of Berkeley, California refuses to recognize Christopher Columbus or celebrate a special day for him. Instead, on that day, they celebrate Indigenous Peoples Day as a counter-protest to Columbus Day. The city of Berkeley declared that Native Americans have incurred disease, warfare, massacre, and forced assimilation because of Christopher Columbus and the colonization of the Americas by the Europeans. Oregon refuses to celebrate Columbus Day and instead celebrates nothing on that day. Nobody gets off, everybody works, and everybody goes to school unless you're high on marijuana in, in Oregon. <laughs> the reality is that whether Christopher Columbus did or didn't, whether he arrived in Florida, Haiti, Puerto Rico, or the Walter Hill Dam on Stones River, it doesn't affect our routine of life. But the celebration of Easter 2,000 years ago continues to daily impact us. Another hollow day which we celebrate and we love is Memorial Day. Memorial Day is a national holiday that commemorates the memory of the people who died while serving in the country's armed forces. We would not enjoy living in the greatest country on earth today had it not been for the thousands of Americans who had gave their lives to protect and defend our way of life. We call it Memorial Day. Because we remember the brave Americans who gave their life and we honor their sacrifice. Yet if you live in the dry soaked wasteland of the African desert looking for water every day, the celebration of Memorial Day means nothing to you. If you're living on the streets of Calcutta, India, digging through the trash heaps just to find a morsel of food to survive... The men and women who defended America's freedom and died means nothing to you. If you happen to be in Dubai, United Arab Arab Emirates, driving a luxury Maserati, and living in a palatial castle because your family owns all rights in one of the richest countries of the world, Memorial Day and Columbus Day mean absolutely nothing to you. But on Easter Sunday... The day we celebrate the resurrection of Jesus from the dead, it's not just for a specific country. And it doesn't include but exclude certain ethnicities. Easter is the celebration for everybody. It's the celebration of all. 
Easter is not the remembrance of someone who died, but the celebration of someone who conquered death. Easter, Easter is the celebration that the price of mankind's sin has been paid and we're forgiven. Easter is the celebration that if death could not conquer Christ, then drug addiction, alcoholism, sexual perversion, and all types of strongholds and bondages must surrender to Christ as well. Easter is the celebration for all. (laughs) Did you know anthropologists tell us, those people who study human movements, anthropologists tell us that there's over 6,900 ethnicities in the world today. 6,900 different people groups in the world today. So I've got good news for you. Whether you're Albanian, Bengali, Czech, Dane, Estonian, or Finn. If you're German, Hungarian, Irish, Drew, Jew, Korean, or Lithuanian. If you happen to be a Macedonian, a Mongolian, a Norwegian, a Persian, a Romanian, or Sicilian. Maybe you're a Swazi, a Swede, or a Turk. You might even be a Ukrainian, a Vietnamese, a Welsh, or a Zulu. I want you to know Easter is for you. It's for you. It's for you. (laughs) Even if you're a Yankee from Michigan, a Buckeye from Ohio, a Gopher from Minnesota, Easter is for you. And believe it or not, if you're a Gator from Florida a bulldog from Georgia, a razorback from Arkansas, a redneck from Tennessee, or a cheetah from Alabama. Easter is for you. Easter is for you. It's for everybody. The day everybody celebrates. Easter is a celebration of life and resurrection power. It wasn't the death of an old age. Jesus was only 33 years old. It wasn't a death due to disease, neither a death due to an accident. It was an intentional death inflicted upon an innocent man and instigated by evil men in the most cruel and torturous method of that day. For you see, it was well into the night as the soldiers entered the Garden of Gethsemane. Being escorted by Judas, one of Jesus' very own hand-picked friends, they located Jesus. They bound his hands and feet and led him back to the city. Over the next several hours, Jesus would undergo two trials, false witnesses, false accusations, beatings, torture, humiliation beyond imagination. At one point, they stripped Jesus naked and lay him over a beam with his hands tied so he could not defend himself. The torturer then used a Roman flagrum that was a whip embedded with stone, bone, and metal, and with each blow to the back, skin would be torn and lacerated. Thirty-nine blows were placed upon Jesus. Under such type of torture, most people fainted and even many died. With each blow, Satan laughed, thinking he was destroying and forever doing away with the Son of God. Yet with each moan of pain from Jesus, God the Father was providing a way of healing for you and I. 
First Peter chapter 2 verse 24 says, He personally carried our sins on the cross so that we can be dead to sin and live for what is right. By His wound, one translation says, By His stripes you are healed. When the Roman soldiers finished that brutal beating, their bloodlust was not satisfied. They held a mock coronation. They made a wreath of thorns and pressed it down into the brow of Jesus. Though his hands were tied behind his back, they placed a broken reed as a sepulcher. And they yelled and hollered and screamed, King of the Jews! King of the Jews! The thorns that were upon his head represented the curse that was due to mankind because of sin. Do you remember that? Genesis chapter 3, verse 17. After man fell in the garden, it says, And to the man, he said, Since you listened to your wife, there you go, men, and ate from the tree. Since you listened to your wife and ate from the tree, whose fruit I commanded you not to eat, the ground is cursed because of you, and all your life you will struggle to scratch a living from it. Look at verse 18. It will grow thorns... And thistles for you, though you will eat of its grains. And Noah, now those thorns and those thistles have become the mock crown for Jesus Christ. Once again, Satan was enjoying every moment of this torture and humiliation. Little did he realize that the curse, that curse from Genesis chapter 3, was being broken by Jesus Christ at that moment. Galatians chapter 3 verse 13 says this, Christ has rescued us from the curse pronounced by the law. When he was hung on the cross, he took upon himself the curse for our wrongdoing. For it is written in the scriptures, cursed is everyone who hangs on the tree. The prophet Isaiah foretold of this sad day. 400 years before Jesus ever hung on the cross, Isaiah the prophet said this, my servant grew up in the Lord's presence like a tender shoot, like a root in dry ground. There was nothing beautiful or majestic about His appearance, nothing to attract us to Him. Verse 3, He was despised and rejected, a man of sorrows, acquainted with deepest grief. We turned our backs on Him and looked the other way. He was despised and we did not care. Finally, Jesus and two thieves are carried And they carry their crosses through the streets of Jerusalem to the place of execution. When they arrive at Golgotha, they lay Jesus upon the cross, stretched out His hands on the crossbeam. They drove spikes through His wrist and feet. Finally, they lifted the cross. The weight of Jesus on the cross was only supported by the wounds in His hands and feet. Scholars have stated that death by crucifixion Included the sum total of all suffering the human body can experience. Cramps, fever, thirst, shame, and long continual torment. For several hours, Jesus suffered this terrible torture without a word of accusation or revenge coming from His. His few words consisted of, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Suddenly... The sun withdrew its light and darkness covered the land. 
The Bible tells us that storms and an earthquake took place at the moment that Jesus died on the cross. Earth itself groaned with grief as its creator died. On the day we refer to as Good Friday, the day of Jesus' crucifixion, Jesus exhibited unbelievable courage and boldness in the face of death. If that was the end of the story, we would have a wonderful model of courage and boldness to follow after. But that's not the end of the story. He is alive and He is the everlasting God. Okay, I get it. Today there would not be a resurrection celebration without a death first. Easter is the celebration for every one of us. Because death has been conquered for all of mankind. But is Easter just a once a year celebration like Memorial Day? Is Easter just once a year? Do the benefits of Easter only kick in when we die? Eternal life? What about tomorrow on Monday? What does Easter do for me then? What does it do then? Do you realize there's a silent, emotional, and spiritual killer among us? Many times it can be seen with the natural eye and it is often misdiagnosed. But the effects of this killer are as poisonous as cancer and more paralyzing than a severe stroke. Each of us have experienced it at some point in our lives. Sometimes its pain is minimal, but at other times it causes a wound that peace people nurse for years and years. This killer can be transmitted by people you meet for the first time, but also by people you've known all of your life. Once this killer infects you, you become contagious, and if you're not careful, you will infect others as well. I'm referring to the infection of rejection. The word reject means to refuse to accept, to turn away, to refuse to grant, to deny, or make use of. Other words associated with rejection are shun, abandon, discard, drop, cast away. There is no pain in life that leaves you more empty and lonely than the pain of rejection. This unseen poison often causes us to make decisions and become a companion with things that lead to our destruction. Wives remain with physically abused husbands, not wanting to experience the pain of rejection. Men sometimes become alcoholics because some company rejected them. Students get involved with the wrong group of friends because another group rejected them. We fall victim to a sin or a trap of Satan when we fear rejection. So we stop attending church. We give in to our flesh desires and do something we know in our heart is wrong. And in turn, we reject the tender appeal of the Holy Spirit to confess our sins and return to God. I've got good news. Easter is the celebration declaring the end to the paralyzing pain of rejection. Isaiah said it like this, Isaiah 53, 3. He is despised and rejected of men. And then Matthew 27 says something amazing. 
Now from the sixth hour until the ninth hour, there was darkness over all the land. And about the ninth hour, Jesus cried out with a loud voice, Eli, Eli, Laba Sabbathini, that is my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? So men rejected Jesus, then something amazing happened. According to the book of Matthew, when Jesus hung on the cross for the first time in the history of the world, Jesus, the Son of God, prayed, but the Father did not answer. The Father rejected the cry of Jesus. Why? Because Jesus became sin for us. A holy Father cannot accept sin, and Jesus became actual sin for us. Think of that awful darkness. Think of the loneliness. Think of the sense of being absolutely abandoned, first by man, his friends, then by his enemies, and then by his heavenly Father. I want you to know that Jesus drained the cup of rejection to its bitter dregs. Today we experience rejection because of our color, our lack of ability, our money, or our lack of money. We are rejected because of our style, our taste, our age, our looks, our weight. The Blue Raiders have never asked me to play for them, their basketball team. I don't know why. We are rejected because of our mental aptitude. Rejection hurts. It hurts. Rejection literally means someone doesn't think you are good enough to belong. Rejection means someone doesn't think you are good enough to belong. Jesus tasted the ultimate rejection from man and God. When Jesus bore our sins and rejection, He opened the way for our acceptance. Look at Ephesians chapter 1. It says, how we praise God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heaven because we belong to Christ. Long ago, even before He made the world, God chose us to be His very own through what Christ would do for us. He decided then to make us holy in His eyes without a single fault. We who stand before Him covered with His blood, His unchanging plan has always been to adopt us into His own family by sending Jesus Christ to die for us and He did this because He wanted to. Now all praise to God for this wonderful kindness to us and His favor that He has poured out upon us because we belong. We belong. We belong to His dearly beloved Son. The remedy for rejection is the realization that Jesus took your rejection so that you might belong. You might belong. Tomorrow somebody will probably look at your humanity, point at your frailties, and reject you because of them. But tomorrow God will see your humanity and frailties and accept you in spite of them. Because Jesus loved you so much, He died for you. Easter we celebrate today, but tomorrow because of it we have purpose in life. You are accepted. You belong. You belong. You might not be 
great and you might not be the smartest and you might not be the tallest and you might not be the best and you might not be the right color according to some people or you might not have this or you might not have that but I want you to know God loves you and you are accepted. You are accepted. You are accepted. You can live life from this day forward with purpose. Thank you for listening to The Simple Truth with Pastor Eddie Turner. Please join us at Family Worship Center, 3045 Memorial Boulevard, Murfreesboro, Tennessee, when you are in the Middle Tennessee area. You can also learn more about FWC at our website, www.familywc.com. Thank you again for listening to The Simple Truth.